Coming to you live from Studio 13 at Power Team Studios in beautiful Orlando, Florida, it's Crumb Shoes, the Crime Scene Kitchen Podcast. Welcome to Crumb Shoes, the Crime Scene Kitchen Podcast. This is Christine, pronoun she, they, one of your hosts. And the other one is... Ah! It's been a real tough day. I kind of like I had already started recording. Do you want me to like stop it and come back? No. Okay. This pain must be recorded for all of time. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're we're going to be covering Crime Scene uh, Kitchen Season 2, Episode 8, uh, titled Quarterfinals, A Sticky Situation. Who cares? Um, oh, the ennui. Christine, did you know? Did you know that in several quadrillion years, all matter will break apart and we'll experience... <laughs> Something called the heat death of the universe. Um, Did you know this? Heard of it. I think, you know, that's like, we'll be like way dead by then. So I'm not too worried. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Empires rise, empires mm-hmm. fall. No one cares. God is dead. I, what? Can I get some like candy or? <laughs> Is it honey flavored? Because that would just be taunting me at this oh point. Oh my god! I almost did a snip take. Ah! <laughs> um, uh, did I you know that there's a thing called an electoral college, oh, to where you don't even have to like win the most votes? It's so gross. I know. I hate it. Uh, yeah, buddy. It'll be okay. Oh, you know, it was your birthday the other day. We still have cake. I am old, I've hit a new decade of life, mm-hmm. one step closer to the void. Hey, do, do you remember uh, we were going to have um, your friend come to visit you? So we have your friend, uh, Chief Senior Statistician, Brandon Rahal. Hey, how are you? Uh, how are you holding up? I'm sorry, that's a silly question. Um I mean, it's it's good to see you. It's been it's been kind of a kind of a while. Um, Your name's hey, Steph you know Neil deGrasse Tyson says ne- <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson says that um, if you were to zoom out and hold the Earth in your hand, it would be smoother than a cue ball, right? But that doesn't prevent my son from skinning his knees on the sidewalk. So what I say is things hurt sometimes. But we should we should keep the perspective of of the us and the here and the now, and um, and there's always there's always Neosporin. I play billiards with the Ride or Die crew. Yeah, they be. The, yeah. He said, "Cue hey, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I'm gonna I'm billiards. gonna be right back. One second. Hey, Christine, can you can you come over here for just a second? Just yeah, just you yeah, and me. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, listen, I'll um, be over here. Okay. I was yeah, this, really this, hoping this that is... seeing you would help. Uh, well, uh, it's probably the beard. Um, listen, uh, uh, I'm gonna. I might try a little something radical here. Do you remember that scene in one of the Terminator movies where um, 
where John Connor's feeling really sad and 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 the Terminator says, oh well, then you just better just I better just end you here. And and it gets really mad. So basically he's like, cause because anger is just a little more productive than sadness. And and we do have a show to record. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try something. Um just Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes. Well, come back in the room. I, just, I just have be not ready seen for, those for movies, something. but I understand the concept. And okay. I I'm, love I'm, it. I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back. Okay. I'm gonna come back. Okay. Hey. Okay. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, Nick. Um, uh, Harry, sorry, yeah, Seth, a... is that you? Yeah. Listen. Um. No. It's 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 uh your it's your chief senior statistician. And um. Listen. Uh, I, I know you. Yeah. I just um, I I, I felt it kind of important to say. Um, because I think Steph and Cherry, um, they're, they were my, they were my favorite team too. Um, but I, yeah. Um, the thing is they were never going to win. They, they wasn't, it wasn't, it it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. Um, statistically highly unlikely given the competition, um, and extrapolating from previous seasons, I really don't think they had a great. I don't think they had a really great chance. What? So maybe just... What? Can I have a quick sidebar? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you you rest up, buddy. Maybe get some water. Um, I'll, I'm gonna come over here. Hey, uh, yeah, hey, we have some water, honey. Um, I uh, so okay. Um, the, I didn't know you were gonna go this far in this direction. Um, oh yeah, and I sorry. Feel like Too much? Maybe it's going a little sideways on us. Like, um, I'm a little concerned. Oh, okay. I should we can, can we edit this out? Can we just do? I this? Yeah, sure. We'll just. I but I love Steph and Cherry. But I love Matt. But Matt hates Steph and Cherry. Matt said Steph and Cherry will lose. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. I I I really. I'm, I'm wishing I had a second take on this. You know what? Uh, okay, well, I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound. Um, yeah, I mean, would, would you like to, should we discuss it now or do you want to um? You know what? Discuss... You know what? Fine. I am a podcasting professional. And because yeah. I'm a professional, we're going to do this show. We're going to get to your quote-unquote mathematical analysis. And this is going to be the best darn podcast since Marin. Really, I think everything, yeah, yeah. Marin, yeah. Everyone agrees. That's Everyone agrees. That's pretty much the height of podcast-osity. That's that's the spirits. I'm a I'm a bim-bam person myself, but... Uh, yeah, us too. Actually, me too, but they always reference Marin, so that's where I went. Yeah, I've never even heard of Marin's podcast. Yeah. I like them in Glow. I'm a professional, and we're gonna do this. Yeah! Get me my my microphone. Hey, uh, can I? I mean, I might be persona non grata here, but could could we just like start over and maybe like, can I do the intro? Oh, I'll allow it. I like it. Shaking it up. Coming to you live from Power Team Studios, it's Crumb Shoes, the Crime Scene Kitchen Podcast. Yeah, hey, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to 
Crumb Shoes, the Crime Scene Kitchen podcast. Uh, I am your chief senior statistician, Brandon Rahal, uh, pronouns he, him. And with me, uh, as always, uh, which is to say uh, I'm the newcomer here, is my best good friend, uh, Nick Perez. Say hi, Nick. Hi, I'm a professional. He, him, professional. Yes. Yep. I'm also a professional. We are professionals, and mm-hmm, we're going to do this mm-hmm, podcast like mm-hmm. professionals. Okay. How does that work? Uh, we I, talk, and um, everybody loves it, and we get famous. All right, yeah. cool. Let's do it. So let us have a dispassionate conversation about the yes. events of we last have no, night. We have no <laughs> emotional investment in this whatsoever. So. Brandon, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Thank uh, you. I am so excited to be on the show. Um, I'm hoping to have some exciting takes uh, that are unique, because throughout uh listening to crumb shoes there's been a lot of me just being like i wish i could be on more episodes but it would just be me nodding (laughs) yes yes i i came all this way to tell you that yes i agree with you a joel McHale does look shabby look amazing and yolanda is amazingly fashionable and what an amazing technical construction two groups of six with a merger in the middle is for for competition and for drama and, and, and just all these other things that you have already mentioned. <laughs> so you to say, yes, I agree. It's a fantastic show. Yeah. And how appropriate that it's happening during the Women's World Cup of Soccer, because that's what I referenced in the, in the pilot episode, as far as the structure of competition. With the pool play. So yeah, yes. Well, no, welcome to the show. We're very excited to have you. We've been discussing like online with you, like kind of all season, like uh, what's been going on. But I, I'm uh, really excited to hear your take in full and uh, who you've got in the, what is our are now final four both christine and i got three out of four correct mm-hmm. but uh we'll get to that at the end i'm sure yes um and uh what a great episode to have your oh your take on because what an episode right it was incredible yeah 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 the drama the yeah the, the tension joel picking oh my god yeah and then richard blaze for the second half Oh, for the first time ever, a guest during the elimination day. And like Yolanda and Curtis doing the crime scene kitchen investigation. But uh, before we get into clues and stuff, uh, Yolanda said about Joel uh, that he's going to rub it in as much as he can. So she was very excited. (laughs) I was very excited. America was excited. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, what did we see in the crime scene kitchen so Joel picked this, I guess, is it his favorite dessert? Did he say that? Or he just... did not say that. Um, he did say he baked it. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, yeah, fancy. And that mm-hmm. it's his cheat day, essentially. It's his cheat day, yes, yeah. of course, which we've referenced that, you know, Curtis and Yolanda and Joel are all just fabulous looking. Although yeah. you can be fabulous looking at any weight, um, but they're, you know. Hollywood weights. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know how they manage it with all the sweets they eat. I mean, there's a whole community <laughs> episode about Joel's, like, you know. Yeah. Like, he's meant, to, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's commented on his own body many times. So, yeah. mm-hmm. all right. So, the clues we've got a yeast packet in the trash. We've got an orange that appears to have been juiced in the compost. There is brown sugar, a dough hook in the mixer. There is a little bit of dough in the mixer bowl. I don't think they get to taste it. I think they just like see it and they can touch it. Um, There are raisins, currants, 
pecans and caramel, like a caramel in a bowl, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that was the thing they tasted. And then there's eggs, sugar, butter. Um, and then there is also in the fridge, there is a bottle that says freshly squeezed orange juice. And in the dishwasher, a clue that I believe only one team saw, there is a, a bowl that is uh, looks like it has oatmeal remnants and raisins and currants. Brandon, what were your thoughts at this point? Did you have a sense of what direction it was? Well, one thing that stood out to me was, and they comment on, on this a lot, was this looks like a kitchen Joel McHale baked in because everything <laughs> felt so haphazard. Um, they were like, it seemed like there were more red herrings in this yeah. one than in other than in other uh, crime scene kitchen setups. Uh, I think like deliberately, right? Like it wanted right. to look like my my sort of thesis on it was they this needs to look like an amateur baked something amateurish and see how that can possibly shake up trained bakers. Mm. Mm. Which we should just start using that word. Every single one of the teams are trained. Let's just start. We can we can set aside some adverbs and set aside other adjectives. All of them are trained. (laughs) I like that. That's good. Yeah, Um, I did also just kind of want to comment just from the structure of the show. T and Fatty and Steph and Cherry and uh, Lace and Camille had really funny intros. Like when the episode started, there was a lot of like that element where you can hear the producers talking and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. Like Cherry's something like, I'm stuck in the mic. You gotta get this thing around me. <laughs> and like, they just had the, uh, these little moments where it was like, yes, we're about to record. Uh, what are we doing before recording? And, you know, I saw, I think someone, some of them were doing like facial warmups and stuff. And I was just like, I That's like so that funny. element of this show when it's, when, when they have that little behind the scenes, it's, which I know you've also talked about on the show, but just wanted to re-highlight it here. Yeah, it was cool, and and I yeah, I think with fewer teams, they had a little more time to uh, uh, to show those today. Yeah, I I like that too. I um, and then, oh yeah, I I should mention uh for uh for those listening out there in podcast land, I normally Christina and I watch it twice. The second time we take notes, I boycotted the second watching for obvious reasons. So I have no notes. I'm flying blind, but you know what? I'm a professional. Yes. So I'm still gonna bring the same insight to you. The mm-hmm. listener. You are nope. a self-taught professional podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not weighed down by a bunch of podcast knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Overburdened with yeah. knowledge. Yeah. When they were going into the crime scene kitchen, and Yolanda and Curtis go into the kitchen, and Yolanda's like, I can't run. She's like wearing this amazing dress and probably yeah. heels. Uh, so that was great. But I did notice he helped her down afterwards. Oh, that's nice. She yeah. definitely oh, wasn't wearing her bacon shoes. I can tell you that. <laughs> her bacon shoes. Oh my God. I love it. I love when Joel goes into Amber and Yaz's kitchen and uh, he's like, do you want me to just tell you what it is that I baked? And they're like, okay. And he like whispers, I baked something. It's bakeable. <laughs> It's baking. I love bakeable. Bakeable. I love that. It's, it's bakeable. Oh, it's amazing. You know, let's be real though. A lot of things are bakeable if you try hard enough. That's so true. Yeah. I always say like anything is dishwasher safe if you believe. <laughs> yeah. And everything's and a smoke machine if you operate true. it incorrectly right. enough. We only have one thing that I wouldn't dare put in there, and that's a gift someone gave us. It's a Star Trek mug mm-hmm. where when you pour in hot liquid, it like beams them up and down to a planet. 
It's incredible. That I would not put in the dishwasher. Never in a million billion years. I keep that far away from the dishwasher yeah. so I don't forget. Anything else though? Yeah, I put in the dishwasher. Totally. Don't care. Totally. Is, Computer. Is that going to be one of your two new podcasts? One of the many, many fine Star Trek programs? <laughs> I haven't submitted my guests yet, so I get to hedge my bets. And then, oh yeah, just going back to what you said, Brandon, Amber says, Joel hasn't been in here in the crime scene kitchen. It looks a mess. So that yeah. was great. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Joel asked Yolan and Curtis what their guess was very early on. And then he like immediately interrupted Yolanda. Yeah. As as she started saying something and he was like, wrong. wrong. And then she started saying something again. He was like, wrong again. <laughs> so that was fantastic. Yeah. That was funny and also kind of important because you didn't want, I didn't want them to discuss it too soon. Um, oh, yeah. Because like, because, because all the, all the contestants and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, like, yeah, they're like, it's sticky buns. It's sticky buns with the exception of Camille and Laisa. Okay, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. We're like That's okay. That's they okay. said they said these words. We need to think American. Like <laughs> we know a pan au raisin, uh is a very classic French dish, but we need to think American. And then they didn't think American. <laughs> okay, like, I did a little research on pan au raisin, and I did I I know what they were talking about, I think. Well, and I mean here's the thing: pan bread. Raison, of course, means pizza. So <laughs> bread pizza. I love bread yeah. pizza. No, no, seriously though. No. Pan bread, raison, raisin. Yeah, we're just talking about raisin bread. Like I don't. To me, yeah. that doesn't scream. Well, yeah. Uh, and we can just we can just go into it now. To me, that doesn't scream like this is French exclusively. When you hear sure. those words, yes. Okay, yes. Miss Smarty Pants, well, do you have some analysis for that? I can't say I do a little research because I don't know. But um, yeah, so it is like a classic French pastry. And it is, uh, so it's often sometimes called the escargot because it's a swirl. So it's like a swirled bun. It has, um, there's kind of a, a variation on it and then another variation but the classic one is um it has like you know raisins on it and it's a croissant variant uh so it's leavened butter pastry and it also has pastry cream on the inside so oh. really different from like a sticky bun a cinnamon roll that we would see yeah right? do you do a pastry cream no so then there is a variant that is um just a regular raisin bread that they make in Paris specifically. <laughs> so it's like a raisin bread. Sometimes you can't handle it. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's just in like the first arrondissement or whatever. Nice, Bordeaux, back off. Get out of here, can. Yeah. Um, and then in there's also a North Europe and North uh, American version that is generally made with brioche instead of the like leavened butter pastry or just a regular raisin bread. So that's what they made, sort of the American variation. So. Okay. I mean, that's like a roundabout way to getting to more or less close enough to where they needed to be. Which I mean, because when you, when you looked at it, it didn't scream like something. Yep out of left field like you know oh, totally yeah and what they made was not like the french like twirled like it wasn't like what i saw yeah. online researching it it yeah. was more the like raisin bread version yeah, fun, yeah. which was Such close because they call it that actually reminds me because one of the um one of the safety bakes that steph and cherry won for their savory bake their um their quiche 
Yeah. We called it, what was it? It was called something like a garden harvest. Garden harvest. <laughs> I was like, that's a great name for it with the fresh vegetables and the mots. And then it was like, it's almost like, do you mean Caprice? Caprizi? It's a Caprizi quiche. It's like, oh, that's what it's called. So, Panorissant, sticky bun. Yeah, it's like, whatever you Basically, want to call yeah. it. Like, if it, like, I don't think they would like, if it's like, we did a cheesecake that we caramelized and like scorched a little bit. Like, if you didn't call it a Basque cheesecake, I don't think the judges would be like, hmm. Oh, Amber and Yaz got to tell the story of how they met, which was really cool. Um, mm -hmm. And they called themselves Sisters in Pastry. So they met at like an event for uh, chefs of color. And like, so Yaz was like, okay, who here is a pastry chef? And it was Amber. So like yeah. Yaz and Amber like became friends. The only just, two there. Yeah, they were the only two there. They yeah. were, you know, they had each other to talk mm. about like running a business with and baking stuff. And I just, I love their uh, dynamic. They're wonderful. They bonded over coffee, tequila, and tacos. Yeah. <laughs> yes! That was amazing. When I heard that, I was like, that's an amazing story. And it made me really nervous because I have this theory about, you know, talking head time and time per head and, you know, gravitas per head, right? Like if someone is sharing a heartwarming anecdote, they're either winning or losing. And at that point I was like, oh no, is this the detail we learned that's the final thing before they go home? Uh, we had another moment like with Sally and Sherry where Cherry climbed on the counter to get to a high <laughs> shelf and all of the jars on the shelf and the shelf fell on them. So that was- I love them so much. I know. They are oh. a cartoon character come Seriously? to life. Yes. Oh my yes. God, they're everything. Uh, can we make these kitchens safer, please? Seriously, why are all these shelves- on people. I think, I think, I think my theory is that a bunch of stuff fell on Cherry's head and that's what made them forget about anti-grab cakes and that's oh why God. we lost. And ironically, That's my new conspiracy theory. It was because of gravity. I want to come with you on that journey except that they uncharacteristically missed the uh, freshly squeezed orange juice in the fridge and yep, with yep. their bake they, yeah. they they ran with an orange glaze. We were five for five a week ago. Yeah. And for whatever reason, and well, we can, we can talk about this more later, but I'll just put it out there now. Steph and Cherry just had a lot more trouble discerning the clues in both of these challenges. And mm -hmm. instead of really just immediately pinpointing what yeah. they had in, in the past, they just kind of took everything and ran with it in both challenges. That's so they just kind of took all the clues and made a thing. Not that that's bad, um, but they didn't have the 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 accuracy that they they've shown leading up to this. And as we talked about, because it's a single elimination, it only takes one time. That's all it takes. That's literally all it takes. It, a yeah. single elimination tournament, you do not necessarily find the best team. You find the team that survives. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any given Monday. So it's, <laughs> I don't want to over harp on this, but like they, they pinpoint identified um, little Fauntleroy's predilection for, for bacon and like bespoke sandwiches. And they, <laughs> yeah. they were not fooled for a second by the apples and pears and bacon in the, in their, mm. in their quiche breakout. And this was a very, similar not the same of course but but a similar setup yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah I, yeah i thought this 
orange clue was a more a slightly easier red herring than other red herrings we've seen this season. Yes. And Seven Cherry aren't the only ones that that misinterpreted. Several teams used orange. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, seeing the full craft that clearly says freshly squeezed orange Cassidy, my favorite wrestler. (laughs) No, he's not. He's one of my favorites. No, freshly squeezed orange juice and and the the orange uh, in the compost. Um, Yeah, I thought even though people referred to this uh safety bake as like a hot mess and stuff like that like it was a lot of stuff it to me it seemed like the clues were not i mean they're fairly straightforward the red herrings were certainly more straightforward than we've seen in other places in this season you know maybe it's just the concept of joel doing it that makes it different no i don't know the i mean the tougher red herring was definitely the oatmeal definitely only yaz saw that and and being able to discern that there were both raisins and currants in there. I couldn't even tell you what a currant oh looks like. Oh my god, like. I had no idea. Are it looks like a raisin. Or smaller? Okay, so, well that's the thing though. What so like if, if if it looks like a raisin and they're both in the oatmeal, then that would be tough, right? That would be so tough. So yeah. that's understandable. Um, why yeah. people would have had trouble with that. Although really, Yaz was the only one that really looked at that and said, "Okay, just that that means that's out." Yeah, no one else yeah. got that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think anyone else no. was in that direction at all. No. Uh, did everyone else? Yeah, everyone else used raisins, right? Well, Steph and Cherry used currants, which we never really yeah. heard what their reason for using currants was. But like Cherry was like definitely during riser reactions during the uh, judgment, they were like it was not raisins. I don't, I don't really know why. I feel like there must have been more footage that got cut or something about why they came to that conclusion. Yeah, definitely. I think they saw like, I think they were trying to compare levels, which is a really dicey thing to do, it looks like, for the clues. Like, okay, we have this, but is the jar full, half full? Does it have smears on it? That's, and of course, we're armchair analyzing here but of course. that's a that's a tough that's a tough way to interpret a clue like it it has been the clue sometimes like you know Curtis Stone will be like clearly you can see that the the broth was used because there's a line that like nah, like maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like when they counted the um citrus fruits that was like okay that is an easy to quantify thing but like yeah, yeah other stuff like that it's it's pretty tough and like i feel like people who are in the crime scene kitchen give different answers as to how full things are so i always wonder if it's like yeah does it depend on what angle you see it at like i have no idea yeah Yeah. steph and cherry see the maple syrup as half full but like like, (laughs) if i might see it as half empty (laughs) yes um also i forgot uh talking about how it was kind of like the the crime scene was like a hot mess i think christy said that later in the episode but um on bake files they said there was another clue it was some kind of like list of people or something oh so yeah there was like a whole nother clue that didn't make the cut so i wonder if there's just more to the story than you know they didn't really super go into it but they said like there was a like a list of names or something. Oh. Maybe that had to do with the current situation. Mm-hmm. So I also meant to mention earlier. So I'm going back a little bit. But you were talking about you're like you're glad uh, we didn't hear Yolanda and Curtis's guest too early. I noticed like during the montage of like going through the kind of kitchen, we only really saw them at the beginning and the end. Oh, that that's a good. So point. we didn't really hear 
their guests during the bake, which was deliberate, you know. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then oh, I love that like Fatty had a really cool idea of soaking raisins in orange juice to like sort of rehydrate them. And then he said, like, then you eat the raisins and they're full of orange juice. Yeah. Like I think that's so cool. I bet that was delicious. Even though both a... of those both of those were red herrings, I love <laughs> that idea. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I think they had the and we'll get to it when we get down to what they all came up with, but I think they had the best mistakes. Oh yeah. Like they had the most delicious inaccuracies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. like this is du reaction. Double brownie level extraordinary mm. bank. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And that's why they're gonna win. Um, yeah. I yeah. I want to pop this in here just because I think it'd be unfair not to because we have not been talking about Tarsha and Christy much, uh mainly because they didn't get a lot of time to chat during the safety bake and you know they did they did fine um one thing i did notice is that they were of two minds on that orange juice they had some oh, arguments yeah. brewing i mean that's like eventually they they ended up not using the orange juice and you know to their benefits like the thing with the freshly squeezed orange juice but like i was staring at them going like you gotta is this just how your dynamic is yeah. going to work mm. because it's teamwork comes in many forms yeah uh, but th their 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 partnership language is a little harder to decipher for me than others. Totally. Yeah, they're like, you know, early in the season we talked about how like it's all about being a great team and we mm -hmm. we were concerned about their chances because they're so like not overly complimentary to each other and stuff like that. Like their their style is so different. There were sneers this week. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I felt like so this was the first time I think that we saw a situation where instead of Christy needing to trust Farsha's point of view, this was I feel like this is the first time that we tested the other way where it's like Tarsha mm -hmm. needed to trust Christie's point of view. And we said this after episode one. Like, I remember saying then, like, we'll see how far this gets them. Well, they're in the final they're four. Yeah. Yeah, which I got I gotta be honest, kind of kind of boggles me. Again, like they have these basque basque cheesecake moments that yeah. these bursts of inspiration that takes them there. I I think honestly, it's to to um reiterate the point they have a teamwork dynamic it just looks like yeah. a ton of friction yeah to that point like yeah every time they make something and they make something that they both get behind yeah and go all the way with and it's yeah. gotten them there every time that's that's very mm -hmm. true uh, yeah. one way or another they but did yeah, the it's, thing, yeah even if there were doubts yeah yeah uh so yeah. That, I like the way you said that, though. It is a teamwork dynamic, and it may look different, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it's not a teamwork dynamic. Yeah, that's I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of having this realization right now as we are talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, talking about, like, oh, that's what it is. That's most of our podcast. T and Fatty were dancing by the oven, waiting for their, um, waiting for their sticky mm -hmm. buns. That was just, I just always love when they dance. I love when anyone dances in their kitchens. Amber and Yaz, so, like, their sticky buns came out. 
they temp checked them to make sure they were cooked. And they said like, they're soft, but that's good. And they were like saying, we're proud of our like soft buns. And like, I don't think they said that, but it was like, they were like, no, these are perfect. And I don't know how, Brandon, have you ever baked anything that like had yeast in it? I like literally never have unless it came out of a, you know, like a biscuit can or like a, like a cinnamon roll. I've, I've tried a couple of pizza doughs in my day, and I'm not the pizza expert on this podcast by a, by a mile. But um, I mean, about my success rate is like half and half, like about half the time I, the water I use um, for like reconstituting the yeast and getting them to grow just, just kills them. And I've got some murky water and I got to start over. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So like, it's, I don't, I don't bake much. So I, I just enough to know that to appreciate how tricky it can be to time things out. Like I've had things that I've had a Sparrow pizza. That's like, is this like a tasty gooey cheesy pizza or am I, do I have like a block of raw dough under here? Oh, yeah, it took a couple totally. bites for me to figure it out. And it was dough. Um, oh, no. Look at Sparrow in an airport. Um, if you can help it. But um, I can, I can see how that would be a tricky thing to like, to suss out like is this gooey or is it raw dough it's tough like yeah i mean okay so one like yeah your experience of working with yeast is the reason like i'm terrified of working with yeast like, <laughs> it's a living thing yeah i do know that when i make cinnamon rolls out of the can i always have to be super duper like um vigilant about making sure they are not underdone because they are almost always underdone like mm -hmm. even when you know you make them longer than it says on the can and like the top yeah. is all nice and crispy and golden but like still in the middle it is still doughy so i was wondering if the temperature check if that is like enough to make sure that they are fully done for cinnamon rolls or like mm -hmm. yeasted products because like because it's not like a cake where you know the homemaker i just like stick a knife in it and see if there's like batter on it <laughs> and that's it that's yeah. all i have to do but like you can't you know you can't really do that with cinnamon roll type dough or yeah. sticky bun dough because it's still gonna be like a full dough product it's not like right. little yeah. tiny bits of batter so it, i just it wonder to be like soft in the center Right. Like you can't have like, oh, good. It's done in the center. And then like you've got this crusty shell you're now trying to. Right. Like, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's so easy to make a bad cinnamon roll. And all it takes is like, you know, a few more minutes in the oven because you thought you needed it. And now I'm eating a, you know, a briquette. <laughs> yeah, yes. seriously. That would be so tricky. So, yeah. More of a cinnamon toast crunch situation. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that sounds kind of good. Yeah. I kind of like burnt pastry stuff just a little like a little overdone or underdone with like cookies because cookie dough is better you know, you know my wife and i just got into i won't call it an argument but just we found out we we have a disagreement on creme brulee I just, <gasps> do tell uh, she loves creme brulee she loves the flavory slightly bitter toastedness of that sugar crust on top of the custard and we had a, we had a lovely one recently and i was just like yeah this is a really good example of a creme brulee I'm just not enjoying the crusted sugar part of it. It's oh. like it's it's burnt. It's it's a uh, okay. I great. Don't, I, don't, I don't like the flavor of char. So what I'm going to need you to do is go get your wife, give her the headphones, and she's going to take over the rest of the episode for you. 
Because uh, you're clearly not qualified to be here. Are you even classically trained at all, Brandon? <laughs> uh, yeah, cl- classically trained, but not in baking. I can, I can, I can turn nuts <laughs> and bolts like nobody's business. <laughs> the classic training I mean, of someone. People have different, like I just assume people's palates have to do with their sensitivity to, like maybe bitterness. Yeah, you you don't you don't like onions, and that's where there's a there's a rift between you and me because I would eat an <laughs> onion raw. I would use it as a chip instead of a chip to dip into like hummus. Oh I think you've God. seen me do it a couple of times. I'm gonna go vomit. <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh my God. Oh, okay. So Joel told Yolanda and Curtis at the end of, you know, the time before the judgment to put on their judgy faces. And Yolanda's judgy face is amazing. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. It was so funny. It was so judgy. It was so, like, she's the queen of England. Oh, so fabulous. (laughs) She truly is the Beyonce of cake artistry. Absolutely. Judgment. Yeah. First to pre- yeah, first to present Steph and Cherry. Uh, they came out with a current and pecan sticky bun with an orange glaze. They used pretty. They they used everything but the raisins. Except the raisins. Except the yeah. raisins. Yeah. Uh, yes, Yolanda um, said it was definitely sticky. Curtis said that um, the glaze was almost uh, toffee like, which is kind of an Aussie way of saying it's a bit burnt. Yeah. Yeah, he said it had crystallized. I, I don't know if y'all, although he did say the flavor was great. I don't know if y'all know about like the difference between toffee and caramel, but I had to look it up because I was curious uh, because I was like, oh, does like caramel turn into toffee? But um, so basically caramel is usually just standard like white sugar, but toffee is usually butter and brown sugar and it's caramelized to the hard crack stage, but it actually doesn't cook for as long as caramel, or it, it doesn't go to the same temperature that caramel does. Caramel goes to like 170 degrees Celsius, and toffee goes to between 149 and 159 degrees Celsius. So that's just like a little mm. factoid. I just thought it was interesting. Okay. I didn't know. So what do you think happened with Stephen Cherry that that the consistency was incorrect like what what would they have done incorrect so what we were talking about earlier with like cinnamon rolls or sticky buns like being able being it being harder to tell whether they're truly done maybe they wanted to make sure they were done all the way through and just went a little over the other okay that makes sense maybe yeah, yeah. next yes. up was camille and lisa yeah so uh they did the pain au raisin raisin uh, and they said it was the Americanized version. Curtis said it was delicious. Yolanda said it was more on the bread side, but not dry at all. Yeah, I mean, basically, and I think that kind of goes with what we've gotten a lot from them is they tend to do less sweet stuff in general. You Which know? makes sense. Uh, and we've talked about the reasons why behind that, just it's more of a European style. Yeah. Whereas we add more sugar and more sugar chemicals to everything yeah. we possibly can, so... Because we know how to live right here stateside. Yeah. 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 We're yeah. living for today. Yeah. Drinking big yeah. old sodas. <laughs> yeah. We've got a real chemical romance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Um, but Yaz said on the risers, uh, that looks like some good dough. Uh, Tarsha and Christy, they did a pecan and raisin sticky bun. Yeah, they, they they did not use the orange. They did not use the currants, but they did use raisins. Yeah, like, it was Joel said as they came up, what they were bringing them up, Joel said, thank you. And <laughs> Yolanda said that the center was beautiful because it was soft, but not under me. And Essentially, they were just one clue off. Uh, when they came out, Cherry said, those are the size of my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to miss Accurate. Cherry's rising reaction. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so let's get to the let's get to the one that was just mwah, the greatest just kiss thing. of reactions. T and Fatty came out with um, basically a sticky bun with orange three ways. This was my note. Soft, gooey, and perfect. Uh, there was a lot of praise going on. Cherry literally screamed, lift these sticky buns out and a trail of caramel, not unlike a long trail of mozzarella. Yes! Sweet gooey ball. Oh, oh my God. Um, it was the goofy was... movie pizza of uh, <laughs> sticky yeah. buns. Was, I think Tarsha oh, said, watch your dress. Like when she was pulling out the, the, the caramel about to eat. Because you get this amazing shot of like Yolanda looking up and like, the caramel going into her mouth and then like the bun going into her mouth. Oh my God. And Curtis threw his fork away. Threw his fork away. <laughs> Just like, we don't need any of this. Yeah. yeah. Just get in there with your hands. Get into this. Joel said, I would rather have this than a child. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he has I some. bet he wanted to say, I'd rather have this than what I baked. And he was like, no, no, I can't give that away. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but oh, and Curtis said that if they, he said they were perfect and they should open a store just selling this and they would have a line down the street. Yeah, uh, I, I hope, I, I don't know if they're going to be eliminated next week or win the whole thing or they're somewhere in between. Uh, but yeah, I, I am so glad America is seeing their talent. And oh, man, yeah. uh, I hope they get just a million orders after this. I know they did a special event last this last weekend uh, where the two of them, because they don't live in the same city, but they, they got together and did like this big special event this weekend that they worked that has seven course meal. Uh, yeah. And, um, it went from savory to sweet. Uh, one of Katie's friends got to go to that. Oh, did, I mean, did you hear any feedback? Um, I mean, they said all this stuff was really delicious. They snapped some pictures. Um, oh, awesome. I they got like okay. a full detail. Now, I guess, is as good a time to mention that on the 18th of August, they are going to have a dessert tasting menu. Are you going? Friday. Katie and I have tickets. Yes. Okay. So jealous. So, yeah. So, uh, Brandon lives in the Boston area, as does T. I can say that, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah, I won't yeah, go yeah, yeah, more yeah. specific no than that. His address is. <laughs> that's amazing. So, I, so cool. I think that's. We're gonna have to devote an episode to that, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah we're that, gonna that, have to hear all about this. Yeah, so take notes while yeah. you're there. Mm -hmm. And oh. if if you like, yeah, I we we'd love to have you back on to analyze that. That'd be amazing. But we don't want to make you take notes instead of enjoying the moment and the food therein. No, just take notes. Don't enjoy the moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't, can't. Yeah. How 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 can you enjoy the moment if you don't take notes? Really, <laughs> right? I don't know if it happens. Yes. Totally. Um, okay, and also Yolanda said bravo and clapped, and uh, Joel said it was so good. 
T like bowed <laughs> and he was holding the cake stand and Fatty was like, ah, like putting his, I'm sorry, this is an audio medium, but Fatty was like putting his hand under the cake stand, like, don't drop the cake stand. So that was really funny. But, uh, but I mean, come on, T like, I'm sure has contorted his body in all sorts of ways. While holding all sorts of things. So, yeah, I wasn't worried about that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. As we see later in the episode. Yes. Like, he's totally fine yeah. on that front. Uh, Amber and Yas made a pecan sticky bun. No raisins, no currants, no orange. Um, no uh, cuts, no butts, no coconuts. <laughs> yeah, they said it was... Um, yeah, said so the inside was um, a little, a little doughy, a, li a little undercooked, which is I have the notes like that's a rare miss for them. Um, yeah, yeah. Was that like their I, first execution that wasn't perfect, or was there? I'm trying to remember because every time their execution is perfect, the, all, all all of their like baking have been like at at least good, right? Yeah. Oh it yeah, been, like good bare minimum, good, good to legendary, yeah. Um, there hasn't been like a oh the thing of this like yeah they've all been good so so it was a it was a rare miss yeah yeah well it's funny on bake files last week they were saying that um, they wanted to make shirts that said so good but so wrong uh, about some of their guesses <laughs> because like they're always delicious and kind of tea and fatty have been along the same lines yeah. but like it's always mm. delicious but it's not always the right thing yeah. and i thought it was funny in this episode that it was a little bit switched for amber and yaz that yeah. in this one it was like the one time they made something not perfect it was the right thing yeah. like it was the and only they were the only ones who made the right thing they were the only ones yeah so if anyone else had made pecan sticky buns and had their same execution, they probably would have had safe safety. Yes. Um, it's a good reminder that anything can happen, which is a foreboding thing to say for the second <laughs> half of this. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I, I've decided, I, to, okay. I've, okay. I've decided to shut out what happened from my mind so I can continue on with this podcast. So I'm I mean, and why? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm as excited as 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 anyone to find out who who got eliminated this week. Hey, cool. This is gonna go. Yeah, yeah awesome. no, we'll, we'll talk, can't we'll, wait. We'll definitely talk about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> just as a sum up, the the mystery bake was in fact a pecan sticky bun with no raisins, no currants, no orange, just just classic pecan sticky bun, and it was <laughs> a lot of fun. Just pecans and so pecan much sticky. Thing. Yeah, dough, stick, nuts, dough, <laughs> <laughs> no, stick, nuts. I love that. <laughs> That would be a good shirt if T and Fatty open up like the sticky bun pop up. Yeah. Like, dough, stick, nuts. That's the shirt. Yeah, that's that that idea really does have legs. Sticky buns um, and suggestive cake ornaments. Wasn't that hilarious, folks? Now it's time for our new segment. Money, please. All right, so. It is time for our monthly drawing. Christine, you excited? I'm so excited. Let's do this. Now, uh, for those who aren't already aware, uh, if you support us on Patreon, which first of all, uh, thank you to our supporters. And uh, as we said last week, we have two new podcasts coming to the Power Team Studios network of podcasts. Uh, so if you are, if you're enjoying this content and if you want to support more good content like this and help us launch our new programs, uh, you can visit our Patreon, look for Power Team Studios there. There are three different levels you can choose. If you choose the highest level, so $7 a month supporting our network, you will be signed up for a monthly drawing. 
and the winner of that drawing gets to choose uh, one of two things. They can either choose an hour-long baking session with Christine, or you can choose a one-hour chess lesson with me. I'm very good at chess. Actually, I'll also plug, starting August 16th, we're launching the uh, the Orlando Chess Association. Uh, so if you want to come by uh, Wednesdays to the library in celebration, you can come play chess with us and hang out with us. So that'd be cool. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. There's going to yeah. be a pizza party. Pizza, free pizza party first mm -hmm. week. So if you're in the Orlando area and you want to come learn chess, you don't even have to have played before. I'll teach you. Uh, all, all ages, all skill levels are welcome uh, to the Orlando Chess Association at the Library in Celebration, Florida. You can find all the details on that. Uh, you can go to Orlando Chess Association on Facebook for all the details there. But anyway, that was a uh, digression from that's one of the prizes, an hour-long hour chess lesson with me. And it's time to draw our monthly winner for, uh, I guess, ending the month of July. Yay! Yay! So... Uh, I have all the names here in a list. I'm going to roll a die and a see what it corresponds with. And all right. We'll see, we'll see whose name gets rolled here. So I got my trusty D20. And all right. And I've got number one. Who's number one? It is Sam Ryan. <laughs> Brandon, are you excited for Sam? I'm pretty excited for Sam. I actually hope he takes the um I, I hope he takes the chess lesson because I I still I don't play chess much, but I still apply the lessons that I learned from you when we had in high school. So, yeah, so I know it's gonna be a really good lesson. We should play again sometime. Uh um yeah, uh, uh if anyone wants to play on chess.com, I'll message us and I'll I'll give you my, my login on there. And Sam she i hope you're listening and congratulations and we'll let you know we'll let you know you won and what yeah. your what your prize uh, you can tell us what your prize is gonna be yay uh, and again to everyone who's contributed thank you so much to everyone who contribute in the future uh but again if you can't contribute right now we understand money's tight everywhere uh because it's all flowing up to the top one percent so uh, <laughs> for the rest of for the rest of us uh you know even if you just share like subscribe tell a friend about it Anything you do to support us, even if it's just listening right now, we appreciate you. So thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, with that, we have one more announcement, and then back to the show. And one more thing. We just want to say thank you so much to everyone who listened on Spotify and subscribed to our podcast on Spotify, because you all helped us uh, be able to start putting in ads. So we appreciate you so much. Please, if you can, listen on Spotify. Continue to do that. but. We appreciate you listening anywhere. You're all wonderful. Elimination Bake. Round two. Round two with guest Richard Blaze. We love Richard Blaze. Oh, he's the greatest. So when we did he's... watch Top Chef, like we loved the original season he was on. Mm -hmm. He's just he's like the nice person. We watched All Stars when he was on that. Uh, we watched his series Hungry Games. Hungry Games was so good. I wish they had made like 10 seasons. Yeah, it was just six episodes, but it was just him like, because he's like, for those of you who don't know, he's a famous chef and he's like into molecular gastronomy. Uh, Brandon, I will let you describe molecular gastronomy because I, I, I bet you have a, a, a quick and dirty definition on it. Uh, sure, let's see what I can do. Um, basically, it's like, it's it's like fancy cooking, but like zoomed in to as like deep down to the molecular level as you can get for an ingredient. It's not just like, are these ingredients fresh? It's like, can I harness the the olfactory, you know, molecules that, you know, give an effervescence? Or can I, you know, 
get nothing but the flavor out of like foam, like the very essence of it. So that's, 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 that's kind of what it is. It's like being so serious about your ingredients that you're trying to get down to like the atomic level. Yeah. Yeah. That and, was such a good description. I never would have been able to, <laughs> I would have been like, Oh, it's like fancy and like weird. Yeah. And really just utilizing scientific techniques. So like, right. A lot of liquid nitrogen gets used, like gelatin can get used in a lot of ways to like make something a different texture mm -hmm. than it would normally mm -hmm. be. Agar, agar. Uh, agar, agar. Agar, agar, agar. agar, agar. Yeah. Tar, tar. Uh, so he's but, known for that and using just a lot of really clever techniques, but not taking away from the essence of the food. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Hungry Games was a series that was just, and he just got such a fun personality. So fun stuff with food and learning and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, and he's been on both seasons now of Next Level Chef. Mm -hmm. uh, competition series on Fox, which he was pretty much there to plug, uh, uh, that has Gordon Ramsay and Naisha Arrington. Yes. And uh, so we've seen a lot of stuff, and he's uh, extraordinary. And That's we, yeah, and when we worked at Disney, he came and did a book signing for cast members only, so we both got to meet him. And I, uh, I have a picture, oh, you have nice. picture with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I, have, yeah. I have a picture with him too. So he's a lovely guy. And all this information is actually pretty critical because for the first time, and they, they harp this up, he was the first judge to set the elimination bake. And yeah. I think it's worth mentioning at this point, like when we think of judges, not just get judges, but judges, like seeing the clues is critical, but every now and again, it's like, oh, but who is the judge that picked this, right? When Curtis Stone set his bake, it was a pavlova, right? Like an Australian yes. pastry. I know, like, especially, like, in the first season, when we knew the celebrity always picked their stuff, they always tried to, like, figure out based on that. I, I don't know if there was success. So hopefully we get to talk to Stephen Cherry at some point. But I, I wonder, maybe they didn't know as much about him. I, I don't remember. I'll have to go back and watch the episode again, too, see if they mentioned it. But, I mean, you would have to know that for a Richard Blaze dessert, there'd have to be some sort of gimmick. Right. It and, wouldn't just yeah. be something. T and Fatty for. did pick up on it. They said the words like it's it's Richard Blaze, so it's going to be highly technical. Yeah. Which yes. it was, which we will get into. I feel like there might have been with Steph and Cherry just an element of winning safety bake after safety bake. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're in the elimination bake and it's right past the merger. And then mm -hmm. they're in such a different place all of a sudden that it appeared to me that they started to feel the pressure in a different way. Maybe I'm imagining that, but like they just no, didn't no, I'm, seem I'm as calm, cool, and collected as they had before, I would say. I 100% I agree with you on this. Um, and it's somewhat related to when we speak about um, Tarsha and Christie's dynamic, you know, being sort of, you know, different than what we might be used to. Steph and Cherry have an unflappable positive energy. So mm -hmm. it's, really difficult to determine if they're frazzled. I think they definitely were frazzled. It's just their frazzled looks a lot different than our frazzled. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like they, they still yeah. had a lot of like energy and positivity, mm -hmm. humor. Yeah, but their movements were just like a little more angular. Mm. Their, their energy was just a tiny bit more like, I would call it sharp. So at this point, in the, and we, we're skipping ahead, but it's fine because we 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 got it. We we got to talk about it. So let's talk about it. Yeah. At this point in the show, and Christine will attest to this. This is that. This is true. 
basically from the end of the kitchen on because we we saw their design you know how they like draw the design on the screen we saw it pretty much immediately after all the teams were in the kitchen like they went to them first and we saw their concept first and for the Mm -hmm. entire rest of the episode i was watching the screen with my hands over my eyes, barely peeking through one of them. Literally, this is literally true. We are not making this up for the podcast. Yeah. Oh, so, I, I believe uh, it. So that is to say, picking up on any subtleties was mm. not uh, was not going to be in the cards for me on this episode because I, we knew. Yeah, we knew. I, right. I, I I will say this: you didn't have to pick up on subtleties because they were not. I do not think they were subtle about it. So remember I said when earlier I was a little worried because we got to hear about um, Yas and Amber's um, coffees, tacos, and tequila story. I was yes. like, oh, that's a nice little story. I hope that's not the story that was like the heartwarming thing you learn about someone before they go away. And then Steph and Cherry were asked, what would what would this mean to you if you won? Which is a loaded question. And they oh, both, said, they both yeah. said everything. And then the music sting came in i didn't Um, notice the music there was a music there was a soft playing like you know like for any game show when it's like oh i'm here on american ninja warrior because i want to prove that everything's anything's possible i'm like when that came in my note says steph and cherry missed the gravity clue dot using every flavor dot and this one is all caps oh the talking head they're crying oh crap they're gonna go <laughs> yeah. Stephanie said, yeah when she was talking about like bringing her family in from Taiwan it was like oh no y'all are doomed no. <laughs> tell you what for the moment let's set all of that aside and um <laughs> take a step back and take an analytical view of the elimination bake because uh, I don't think we've talked about the clues yet <laughs> no not yet yeah we were just getting into the heavy stuff yeah right? All right, so the elimination bake clues. Once again, we have six cake pans in the dishwasher. Everyone knows it's going to be a three-layer, two-tier cake again. There are lots of eggs and butter. There are three flavoring jars. Um, One is honey, one is maple syrup, and one is coffee. They each say their weights, like the weight of the jar. Then there are uh, bits of like rice crispies or, you know, puffed rice. And um, there is, there are mini marshmallows. And then there's also fondant, which someone says is like a marshmallow fondant that you make out of marshmallows. Um, Then there is a, so then there's the cake stand. And this was before people even went into the kitchen, they showed some shots of it. And this was immediately like, what is that? So like, I was just immediately like, that's an interesting clue. But um, there's a cake stand with three different uh, serving pieces on it. So there is, and I didn't realize till later what two of them were. So the most obvious one is a honey pot that is uh, shaped, you know, like, um, like a hive or I mean really like a honeycomb sort of thing um and there is a little bit of honey next to it then the other two are a coffee cup and like a syrup pour like you would use with maple syrup um and there are no drips next to those but there is the honey drip next to the honey jar 
Um, and then there is a book about gravity and it has a very clear picture of like an apple tree and an apple falling from the tree with like the dotted line showing that the apple has fallen from the tree. Um, yeah, and then I there the is... the book had any writing in it either. I would sneak that in there. Like, didn't it, yeah, point... I don't think there was anything inside it that was a clue, but that's interesting if it didn't have anything on the inside. Hmm. And then in the recycling bin, there was bubble wrap, which not everyone saw, but a couple teams saw. And hmm. apparently, and I didn't see this till they talked about it at the end, there was also like a dowel. So suggesting that that was used in the anti-gravity thing. Okay, yeah. So those are our clues. Uh, in bake files, basically the weights on the jars, you know, they said like 200 grams or something on each sort of jar. And then there was a scale, like a kitchen scale. And I guess- <laughs> yeah. Brandon's face. Yeah, so they cut this out of the episode. They only talked about it yeah, in bake and files. and for good reason. Right? I noticed the weight when we first watched it. noticed it immediately. He was okay. like, look, there's weight. Yeah. So um, I so basically in Big Files, they talked about it. And it was like, so I guess we were supposed to weigh the jars. But T had a very good point in Big Files. He was like, well, like there was no way to um, tear it. You know, like when you put something on a scale and you mm -hmm. say like, okay, this is how much the container weighs. Take that out. They they kind of felt like, well, I mean, I guess we could weigh it, but we wouldn't really know. I wonder you know. if there was an empty container. There was a because that oh. then he could tear it. Oh, maybe there was. I don't know. That would be a very that would make me angrier. That would make <laughs> me like ang angry is a strong word, and I always try and choose my words carefully. And believe me, I have deep and abiding love for science, for puzzling, for, and, and honestly, when you said tear weight, I was like, yeah, that should have been the note that I gave. Cause yeah, you've got to tear a scale, like to yeah. care about it. Or it's pre-teared because like, they were all the same jar. Oh, it could be pre-teared. Sure. I mean, honestly, like if you, if all three are the same jar, sure. You just don't worry about the tear weight. You just see which one is right. less than the others. Whatever that, yeah. What, what do we call that? We call that, um, like internally normalized so like yeah, yeah. I know who cares like i mean if you want to be scientific like no you weigh every piece of plastic like i'll look at three identical right. 50 mil falcon tubes and go no you weigh those there's <laughs> manufacturing differences but like who, who's doing that in a kitchen you want to spend right. some, some of your precious two minutes yeah. on a scale like maybe yeah. you throw it on there if if it's a digital scale okay maybe you said something one two like Maybe you it's get to weigh those things inside of 30 seconds and that's how you do it. But like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm being minutes. a little unfair, but this sounds like an <laughs> exasperating clue to try and process. Yeah. In like in a scientific way, like. I will say that like, I know they didn't, the, the weighing thing didn't quite make the cut. And without the weighing clue, when I first saw the cake stand, I just really saw the beehive thing, right? Mm -hmm. But when they showed it later, it, I realized it was like, oh, it's a coffee cup, which goes with the coffee. It's a syrup pourer, which goes with the maple. And it's a honey pot, which goes with the honey. And only one of them has like a, a drip, right? Leavings. Leavings. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I think even without the weight thing, like once I understood like what the containers were on the cake plate, 
that kind of was like, well, I don't know if you need to weigh them to know that. Mm-hmm. But I, but everyone did kind of look at them and like try to tell how much of them was used, which is, of course, that's like something you would normally do. But yeah. um, I feel like they had like different versions. You know, like some of them said that the coffee looked almost completely like the, the coffee was almost completely full. And some of them said that the the maple looked like it was as used as the honey or whatever. So like, usually it would be helpful to look at the levels of things, but it seemed like it wasn't particularly helpful in this one. Yeah. I remember people saying that. And I just remember thinking, is that just people just miss misreading the clue or not looking yeah. close enough? It is important to remember. And Thank you for finding this out through your through your journey that they go into the crime scene kitchen and then hours pass alone with yeah. your thoughts. And then you get to come back and pass your detective skills through the lens of time and stress. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. That's that's how full was it? I don't know. It was dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 But if Very zero people so. ended up using the scale, you got to chuck that clue. Like no, they didn't even mention it in the post, which we are jumping ahead, but no one was like, here's how yeah, you should have figured it out. It. We had a scale properly teared. Like, no, that didn't happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I should also add, I meant to mention this earlier, but Yolanda and Curtis adding raisins to their guest. I love that because as much as like during the reveal, they're always like, well, you should have gotten this by this and you should have known this because of this. And no, they're just as human as everyone else. (laughs) They are not perfect clue readers either. Fatty said on bank files that that was very gratifying, which I can certainly imagine that like, it's not easy for anyone. So yeah, Yeah. even people who set the clues all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's it's fun in Top Chef when they make the judges cook from time to time. So I'm glad that- that, uh, I was hoping they would have to bake. I know, that would have been so amazing. I don't see why they didn't. Yeah, and maybe they did and they cut it. No, no, we would have noticed. Yeah, we would have noticed. I felt like Cherry was like sure fairly quickly, although this is based on the editing, that Mm -hmm. it was gonna be like fondant, beehive. Like they were pretty confident in that because I know Stephanie said like, "Here's the gravity book," but I thought there might have been a little like confirmation bias sort of thing going on where Cherry was just like excited that they got to make a fondant cake with like cool decorations because they're awesome at it and i thought maybe they just sort of fixated on what they on on something that they really want to do i i agree um it's atypical of them to go in with bias again um quarterfinals haven't been up in an eliminate an elimination bake scenario as often as the other contestants and yeah i think they wanted to demonstrate like their fondant skills, which I don't want to jump too much ahead, but they absolutely did. But yeah, I, th- I think that's what they got a little tunnel vision, uh, which has happened to numerous teams here. With that and, and what you all were saying earlier, I mean, this, you know, as we talked about all season, it's about your mental endurance mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. able to stay focused on what needs to be focused on. And in a single elimination format, cannot let up for a moment. All right, what else? Tarsha said to Joel and Richard as they walked in, uh, Tarsha was like, I thought it was just you, meaning Joel, 
but now that I know it's you, meaning Richard, I'm excited. <laughs> and Joel was like, how do you think this makes me feel? And uh, just a note, they had three hours and 15 minutes for this bake. Camille and Laisa were saying things like, we're not cake people. Um, so we might struggle a bit on this. And this sort of leads into, you know, some troubles that they had later. But I do want to mention, like, everyone on this, all these, again, trained bakers will all, like, casually say things that I'll be like, that's a thing? Like, gravity cake, yeah, anti-gravity cake. Yeah, it's it's going to be a gravity cake or an anti-gravity cake. Even at the end, when they were all rolling out, like, Steph was like, gravity cake, that's what the... It was like, I've never heard of this. <laughs> like, is that a thing? Yeah. That's funny. I definitely like, have that sometimes, but this was like we've seen it on Great British Bake Off, and like so it was just like, yeah, totally. Oh, okay. <laughs> For me, I don't know. Uh, but that's not to say that I would ever make one. It's just that, like, you know, I may have seen it on another show. Yeah, I was not shocked by the concept, so I must have seen it somewhere. Uh, I will I will say it just reminds me of Emma and Leslie Lights talking about how like the algorithms on their Instagram is so curated to them. Like they're seeing all the, you know, all the techniques all the time, just through mm -hmm. osmosis of being on social media because That's a good because point. their life is cake. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So even if they haven't done it, they've seen it. I looked up because I know Camille um, had mentioned in an earlier episode that, you know, that's like tiered cakes are the thing that they do in France, right? So I just looked it up a little bit and it was um, sort of what we suspected that like, you know, patisseries or boulangerie patisseries in France, things tend to be more single size, right? Um, mm -hmm. So it's like single servings of things. You know, sometimes they'll make like a serving, like something that'll serve six to eight people or something and it'll be like a larger clafouti or a larger tart. But yeah, tiered cakes just aren't, it's just not as common to just see in every cake store, you know, or every mm. patisserie as we would see it here. Richard Blaze, when he goes into Fatty and T's kitchen, I think you really see one of the awesome things about Richard Blaze, which is his excitability. Yes. Um, yeah. just like a kid in a candy store. Like, I love it so much. I think we're, you know, very excitable people. But uh, when he goes into Fatty and T's kitchen, he's like, Fatty and T, <laughs> a sticky bun fame. And then he asks T if he can juggle because he finds out that T was, this, was and is a circus performer and teacher. T, like, juggles eggs. It's like, mm -hmm. I mean, when he hands him eggs, I'm like, oh no, eggs. And T is just like juggling <laughs> eggs. Like it's literally nothing. Like this is just yeah. like, yes, I mastered this skill like a thousand years ago. Like, yeah, yeah totally, it's fine. He almost looked bored. Like, yeah, everyone I always know, asks me to right? juggle eggs. <laughs> T told Richard Blaze the name of his company, Cirque du Souffle, and he does the most amazing, yeah. like, vertical clap. And it was, like, the greatest thing I've ever seen. And it was just huge. And then uh, Richard was so excited yeah. about Cirque du Souffle. Yeah. He was really excited to tell Richard Blaze that the name of Instagram yeah. and everything <laughs> is Cirque du Souffle. He was like, like, you ready for this? You ready for this? <laughs> I'm glad that made the air because, like, I, you know, they, they haven't shouted out the names of their all their respective companies too often this season that's a very good point uh so the yeah. fact that, that made to air i think 
is great for tea. So I hope that. And yeah. Tink's super smart about the fact that they're on TV. Yeah, he gets it. Like he's very aware in a way that not everyone would be if they haven't been on another baking show. Like he was on the Great Chocolate mm-hmm. Showdown. He's very aware of the fact that like. When Joel comes around, we want to be entertaining the people at home as well as doing our best at making. And I think that feels like it's rare. Well, I mean, it, and it's, again, that kind of experience, they're in the final four. Yeah. And it may it's help helping. them continue to drive to the end. So when Joel and Richard come to Cherry and Steph's kitchen, Steph was saying, you know, about doing a cake with fondant. Cherry's been waiting for this moment since we arrived. (laughs) And then that's where we get the touching story. It was was a cry when instructed moment is what I like to call. Like uh, you hear the music with these um, dulcet tones in a minor key. Mm -hmm. This is where you are supposed to have a little lump in your throat. Do you have it? Okay. Cherry, I'm going to miss them so much. But like, so Cherry Mm -hmm. and Steph are uh, describing how they're going to do the beehive on top of the cake and Jerry makes like a, a triangle beehive thing on top of their head and like oh my god <laughs> Jerry I can't live without Jerry seriously they're every night <gasps> yeah the the show is it's a lovely show it is lesser for their absence for real <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lisa is doing the buttercream dam around the outside of each layer and then doing like the filling uh, inside the, the buttercream dam. And she accidentally put filling on the top of the bottom tier of their cake. And then they had to, so it was like, oh, it's not supposed to go here. Uh-oh. Oh, no. So then they had to like mm-hmm. start scraping it off and then like this sort of like panic sets in. Yeah, that was the yeah. panic moment right before the a commercial break. And it was like, I can't like, it got trumped up like, oh man, this cake is devastated. And that sort of surprised me. It, like, I was like, oh yeah, you're not supposed to do that. But is the cake ruined? Like, can't you just scrape it? I know stuff seeps into cake, but it didn't seem like that big a deal. I kind of had that reaction at first too. I guess like, I think it was like a, it's a filling, it's, I guess a honey caramel thing, but I don't know if it's like, because it's sticky, would that make it harder to like, you want to scrape some of it off, but you don't want it to take any of the cake with it kind of thing. I honestly yeah. don't know. And if you scrape it and you scrape it down on the side of the cake, now it's on the side of the cake. Right. Like you I'm have to scrape it... it away very cleanly and. Could you lick it off? I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, smooth, I've been saying since there. episode one, why don't they lick more things? Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. They could just call When I learned that they over. weren't allowed to, that was a really revelatory moment. Um, I know, thank right. you again yeah. to your podcast. I was like, oh, because I, I would, I would have tasted stuff out of the trash. I'd be licking parchment paper. Yeah. I'd be yeah, licking aprons. Real. Just like oh, aprons. I'm not yeah, to. they could find out what that stain was on the apron very easily. Trash human coming to Fox. It's right before stars on Mars. <laughs> yeah, we that's a good point. We catch because yeah, we watch it on Fox every week, uh, except for this last week because they had uh, you know connectivity issues. But yeah, so we've caught the last two minutes of almost every episode of Stars on Mars, so we know 
I know enough to know that Andy Richter is hilarious wherever he is. Yeah. That's a and everyone else like everyone else seems to be taking it too seriously. That's oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, like why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. And Shatner's Shatner's gonna shat. Shatner's gonna shat. That's what we, I know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we like. Oh, I think there's some kind of robo dog. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I, there's an airlock. Yeah. There's an airlock. I, they added new people later. Oh, and Kat Cora's there. Yeah. So, yeah, exciting former, stuff. Former Iron Chef in her own right. All right. Yes. Okay. Um, so, oh, and then Curtis said, and maybe they were trying to play it up for, like, the, are Camille and Laiza going home? Angle? I don't know. Yeah. But, like, Curtis said, Camille and Laiza are in the weeds. And, uh, and then yeah. what you were saying earlier, Brandon, Camille says, I know this is the cake that's like, Bye, girls. That was fun. Thank you, America. It's over. <laughs> um, but I will say, I think that Camille and Laiza, and maybe it's, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's because they've been close to, you know, or at least they thought they were getting close to elimination a couple other times. I think they have been a, a few yeah, times Yeah, I think they now. legitimately have. But mm. they, yeah, like, they feel, I, I feel like they tend to be dour about it. Like, I feel like they tend to go yeah. straight to, we're getting kicked out. But maybe I'm just imagining that because the way they edit it. Maybe everyone who who has a cake that might not be perfect says the same thing. I just feel like I get a lot of that from them. But I, I think it's as likely to be based on the editing as it is to be based on them just always thinking they're going home. Well, I, I think they have truly been close a few That's times. Tr- yeah. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like some of it is the editing. Um, and some of it is just like, you know, sometimes people will will get down on themselves. It's almost like, well, I'm going to go ahead and kick myself so other people, you know, before other people get the chance to kick me. I think we can, and when I say we, I mean humanity, but also the three of us in this podcast right now, I think can, can relate to the feeling. Yeah, like, girl thing. yeah. This yeah. is the time you. This is the time we kick ourselves, and it feels right because we should feel bad because we did a thing that we are not proud of. And some people just manage that differently than others. I, I, I know uh, Ricky and DJ weren't proud of the cake that sent them home. It was a very similar issue. You know, Tarsha and Christy get frustrated with themselves. T and Fatty, I don't think behave that way. Like they, they've been. You know, they've had some moments, like everyone has had moments on that, but they have a much more upbeat uh, um, sort of outward presence. I think I think what I'm saying is basically people deal with disappointment uh, in different ways. Yeah, and reality TV amplifies that. Yeah, that's right. so true. Now, and I, I want to make clear, s- I did not mean that as a criticism of them in any way. I, because I am exactly the same way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the no, world like, is ending, you know? Oh, yeah. So, it's, sorry, it's, go ahead. It's tough when you put out something. Yeah, it's it's tough when you put out something you're disappointed with. It can be it can be very frustrating. Um, yeah. Especially when the stakes are so high. Now, having yeah. said that, um, we talked earlier about the bait and switch, and I feel like it... Mm-hmm. I feel like it's sort of needed to happen here to continue to be dramatic because... Mm. From the jump, gravity cake, gravity cake, gravity cake. Yeah. Not it was a obvious. gravity we cake. We knew. Yeah. It was obvious. like, and if you could say, yeah, and if you could say, like, okay, well, maybe they'll do a delicious cake that's missing that versus, you know, a cake that got, you know, this one clue, right? Like, because I think at some point they say out loud to remind us it's about getting 
the dessert right, not necessarily making a delicious dessert. And it's almost like they reminded us now because, and it wasn't just that it was a gravity cake. She and Fatty got their own sort of um, <laughs> uh, moments, family. which we'll get to. <laughs> By the way, this is a family-friendly show. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh -huh. We, we have to keep our clean rating on, on the podcast. That's uh, right. That was Spotify, so yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm ready for judge judgment. Yeah. Yeah, basically, judgment, I'll, I'll yeah. say me as I, again, watching... Speaking at the show at this point through my through my hands, I, I was just like hoping, hoping, hoping that at some point it would dawn on them, and they would it just if nothing else stick their beehive on a dowel. Oh yeah, oh, like, yeah. I, I was oh still could they because because I basically I was like there, there was no question without doing that they were going home there, like yeah. there was literally no question. Uh, in my mind, watching this, like as for, for the entirety of that round, because it was so huge a clue, and they and yeah. and and they were they they were the only ones not doing it. So I was just hoping, hoping, hoping it would dawn on them. They would improvise something, and then they said one minute left, and I'm like, oh, it's over. Oh God, it's over. The dream has ended. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's go into judging. Yeah, so first up was uh <laughs> Steph and Cherry. They served a um two tier, three layer um coffee and honey and maple syrup cake with a beehive topper. It was a beautiful cake, so pretty. like an extraordinarily, so like, well, it was cute. Most I believe it had like um. They use like the marshmallow fondant on the outside and some sort of like starburst decoration, some like shiny starburst on the on the surface of the cake. Topped yeah, they were this... like little gold like um hexagons, I think, with like yeah. Yeah, uh with like bees or something. Did you see the bees? Oh my god, the bees on the bee I were so cute. <laughs> and yeah, and this is where they that's actually where my notes end otherwise, uh, other than here's where they realize the gravity clue that they missed. Yeah. Um, oh my God. And then they, and they also used all three flavors, right? I don't know if you already said yes. that. Yeah. I yeah, think okay. they used them in like different layers. Yeah. I forget how they implemented so, all the flavors, but they, they were all in there. I wrote it down the second time because I definitely didn't remember it the first time. Uh, they did a coffee honey soak um, and then like maple caramel filling. The actual cake, I assume, was honey flavored, but I'm not 100 percent on that. Mm. Um, and as they went up, like Tarsha said, it's absolutely beautiful, and she started clapping. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it was everybody was like, "Oh wow!" Fatty said, "That's so pretty," and then at some point, he said, "I guess I'll just pack up and go home." Um, yeah. And Tarsha <laughs> always uh, also said uh, to Christy. They're always right. So it was like I wonder if everyone was doubting themselves. Lisa yeah. said it looked so neat. It was just oh so beautiful. And okay, when Cherry came up with stuff, Cherry said, Ahoy hoy 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 hoy. Like it was like I've never heard th that combination of sounds. Like I've heard ahoy, <laughs> but not like that. And like, oh, just cherry, just yeah. cherry. Curtis said, I think it looks great. Uh, the top is a work of art. He is very, very impressed. 
Yolanda said it was a beautiful cake. The fondant was nice and thin. Richard said it was the perfect amount of fondant and like it added a nice texture to the cake. So yeah. it totally makes that, sense that cherry has mastered fondant. Yes, that that to me is huge praise because like I have been, I'll go ahead and say it because I'm a curmudgeon. I have been disdainful of fondant in the past because it's like, it's great for sculpting, but how tasty is it? Like I'll see, yeah. you know, these other shows and things be like, they made a cake like look like a purse or they made a thing that was five stories tall and looks like a dragon's coming out. It's like, yeah, great. But does it just kind of taste like circus peanuts? Like <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a wad of fondant. So to be like, totally. yes, you had the exact right amount of fondant for decoration and taste and texture. Like that's, that's, that's high praise. I want to eat that yeah. cake. Yeah, I feel like I have never heard fondant, like on all the baking shows we've seen, I've never heard fondant being praised for adding a texture element. I mean, yeah, yeah to get that from Richard Blaze and Yolanda that it's like perfect is huge. Yeah. Next up is uh, Tarsha and Christy. They did a honey gravity cake. So they just, they, they chose the one flavor, honey. Uh, they had a... I believe a jar of honey, you know, inverted, looking like it was dripping a a yellow honey uh, onto the cake. And they're, they use French buttercream. I thought their cake was like so gorgeous. And I don't, they didn't really, I mean, people talked about it looking good, I think. But like, to me, it was like standout, really cool because the splashes of the honey caramel mm -hmm. yeah. looked so realistic. And they were just sort of like splashed down the cake. Like it was just like the movement of the honey caramel was very natural. And mm -hmm. I thought it was really cool. And like the the honeycomb like um, shards that they had on the cake were like placed in a cool, like asymmetrical kind of way. I just thought it looked very cool. And they also smelled honey, H-U-N-N-Y on the honey pot which is, of course, the correct way to spell it because Winnie the Pooh yeah. is the greatest. Like a Pooh Bear. Like a Pooh Bear. Yeah. Going back and, and thinking, because they, they're the only team now that has done every single bake. Um, oh, my gosh. And because they've never won safety. Oh, but geez, this yeah. is also their fourth time in five tries that they've won the elimination bake. Not just survived the elimination bake. One. Won the elimination bake. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Huge. Yeah. Like it's. So again, when you, when you talk about mental toughness, it's spelled Tarsha and Christy. For real. Yeah. yeah. Curtis said it was really, really pretty. The layers were perfect. It tasted lovely. Oh, and there were lots of oohs and ahs as they were like coming up. So I think people did think it looked yeah. really cool. Oh, and their honey pot went like straight down it wasn't at like you know a slight angle it was like straight down which i yeah. thought was interesting and very cool it was really in the spirit of what was anti-gravity going for yeah yeah okay tea and fatty so i guess we're going to talk about this um okay tea and fatty made a a coffee and honey cake um they also did a a honey pot topper to to look like honey coming down and um the first time that when they first show it in the i guess you call it the bumps or whatever like the sort of like teasers before the episode started <laughs> they they blurred it out oh um, so funny. the entire cake yeah the whole cake not even just the top yeah 
<laughs> well, <laughs> like, oh can God. we show this on TV? And it's because like the the honey, they tried to make it look like a honey drizzle, but it basically was like a large cylinder. Uh, and the coloring on it wasn't, I don't know if I would call it like honey color. It had like, like it didn't have that crystallized, you know, shiny or clear translucent look that Tarsha's and Chrissy had. It was like opaque and like almost like purplish. Like maybe fleshy. Yeah. Maybe fleshy. Yeah. Maybe fleshy. I've seen um, uh, people come in all, all, all shapes and sizes and colors. And this was one of them. Yeah. Uh, and 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 the pot, like depending on the angle you look at it, like didn't didn't really read like a pot so much as just like a bulbous end piece. Like it didn't have like this looks like the lip of a jar. It's like this just flares out a bit in a similar color. And the the last aesthetic piece of this, like it had a bend to it, didn't it? Like it had like a natural curvature that you might find in nature. And then the honey, like, oh my god, yeah, the honey was, yeah, and I mean, T and Daddy like don't do sculpted cakes, like they. If you listen to them talk about this on Make Files, it was hilarious. Yeah, want to Make Files, yeah, they'll go into yeah much more detail about kind of. Oh my god, it's amazing. The story's incredible. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, you have to go listen to this one. Yeah. Tarsha and Christy had some fantastic riser reactions during this. Uh, Tarsha <laughs> says, what is that? Christy says, it's a honey pot. <laughs> Tarsha says, is it really though? Is it um, really though? Yeah. <laughs> and then Christy makes this amazing face where she's like, um, it's like smiling, but not a happy smile where she just like shows all of her teeth. Just like, yeah, kind of like an angry clenched teeth thing, but she's not angry. I, I, it's like I a, don't know what the word is for the expression she right? had. Rictus doesn't quite grasp it, but it's uh, close. <laughs> but yeah, and she's like, are they really going to show that on TV? Um, and then, so as they're coming up there, uh, T, T says, there's honey <laughs> T says there's honey coming out of it and Yolanda <laughs> and Yolanda said what is it <laughs> that was great <laughs> um, so Fatty was laughing and uh, Curtis said that the honey flavor really came through it was very clear very lovely but other than that I think it was mostly jokes so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but seriously, everyone watch Big Files because the backstory is just hilarious. Oh my god! Yeah. And uh, finally, Camille and Laisa uh, served a coffee, maple, and honey anti gravity cake uh, with uh, honeycomb uh, decorations. And I think their topper was like uh, like another like honey pot. Oh yeah! So they had like their cake had the, there was like a honey layer a coffee layer a maple layer or at least they had like a soaking syrup of each i think but like they yeah. were different colors so i thought it was very pretty on the inside yeah it looked really cool and also as they brought their cake out and steph and cherry who already knew that it was an anti-gravity cake when they saw that last cake come out they knew yeah and Steph, like, you know, they they believed her out. She, like, swore. Yep. 
and then she swore again and it was like oh my god i'm so sorry you guys like it's over yeah when they did yeah when they did the swear um like because i was i think the first time i've ever seen them do that uh i asked i asked uh my wife to like i wanted to rewind it and she said it's just them saying this like no no but i need to see it (laughs) (laughs) so we rewound it and it was like yep there yeah yeah oh um yolanda said that camille maisa's cake was very moist Curtis said, and we we know from precedent that Yolanda loves soaking syrups. Like she's super into that, yeah. um, which I think mm-hmm. makes sense because I mean, you never want your cake to be dry, right? Like, yeah. and soaking syrup is going to add another layer of flavor as long as it's not too sweet. Yeah. Uh, Curtis did say that he thought it was a little too much syrup; it was a little too sweet. Mm-hmm. And then we had the reveal. Do we all know at this point? A two-tiered honey anti-gravity cake with. Uh, oh, with honey caramel, no coffee, no maple. Oh, and right before uh, we saw it, Joel said, Confectionator 3000, no more secrets between us, <laughs> which was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was uh, a devastating moment uh, for Nick and Cherry and Steph and America. And I mean, me too. You know, I was thinking like, you know, I have definitely, we've watched a lot of baking shows. There are times when you have someone who, like Nick has said, you know, maybe peak too early in the show where it's like, they do so well at the beginning that you're like, okay, this person is the golden child. There, There's an inevitability that you feel that mm-hmm. they, they have to win, right? Because mm-hmm. like Cherry and Steph were just on fire the first few. So I in think a way, TF it was like I described this... them as invincible or yes. indestructible. Like that's what, that, and that's how I felt. I thought I thought that their smoothing abilities were um, beyond reproach. I thought they, I thought they were. No, I'll go back to the word I said: indestructible. I didn't think anything yeah. could break them, um, which was why it was so wild to see that like they went out, and the reason they went out was because of clue misreads. Um, couldn't have guessed that in a million years. No. Shocking. I, yeah, I. It's. Uh, I'm not even sure what else to say that we haven't already said. It's. Uh, um, you know, five for five, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, but you know what? I guess I'll just go back to what I said earlier. For whatever reason, um, on both of these challenges. They just kind of took everything they saw and made a dessert rather than rather than sussing out a specific dessert on both of them for whatever reason. Fatigue. Yeah. They just a weird day. Who knows? Yeah. Uh yeah, I would I would love to know. We're not mind readers or and we don't have a time machine, but yeah. I would I would love to know what was going yeah uh through their head and 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 on sets yeah um, and because they're so because the relationship is so good and they're always on the same page it's not like you know with other teams like you know <laughs> they have like a, a falling out or a disagreement and you you can see exactly like where they went wrong with them it's just no they just this is the direction they went yeah yeah and and it was not the right direction um so I've actually been waiting for a while to tell you this. Um, Steph and Cherry are my favorite team 
by a mile. Like it's like th- there are a lot of great people, and and T and Fatty, I I adore them, but it's not close. Like it's not a hard decision. They are my favorite team for a lot of reasons that we've already said. Um, their energy is amazing. Uh, their fashion sense is is on point, um, and their puzzling skills are incredible. Yep. Um, I adore them as a team. Actually, let me take a brief step back and talk about just kind of to codify what has been mentioned on the show, the metrics of success, right? The three things that are important for a team to succeed. One is sleuthing, right? Your ability to identify clues with precision, right? Know what's there and know what's a red herring and know what is and is not used. Then it's your baking ability, right? How, how, how well can you bake? How well can you execute on a dish? And then the third element is teamwork. Your, your, like, your dynamic needs to be there. Those three things need to be in place to be, you know, I think victorious in this competition. But so so let, me, let me ask you this, because um, uh, as our chief senior statistician, We've, uh, you know, we heard like Emma and Leslie's thoughts on this as far as like the safety bake. And is it, mm-hmm. is it actually disadvantageous was kind of their theorizing mm-hmm. because you get less practice in the kitchen. Um, we've learned since then uh, from bake files that uh, the, or was it bake? Yeah, probably uh, that um, the team that wins the safety bake still gets to take a trip into the crime scene kitchen. They just don't do the actual round of baking. So what are your thoughts as far as uh, is it is it better to do the round or is it better to have the safety and the sure, the sure thing and moving on? Um, knee-jerk response is it absolutely is better to get that, um, to get that safety, to get to move on to the next round. Um, now let's take a step back and and talk it out. Um, there is something to be said for reps. Um, but like, statistically speaking, I mean, even with more contestants, like, and that's something that we, I want to mention again, like the structure of the show um, is low-key genius, I will actually say, in that like two separate groups of six teams, not only just from a, just an entertainment standpoint, you get to meet them and see them more. Um, But also like you get not one, but three choke point moments, right? Before the merger, it's like, yep, now someone moves on and it's going to be like a, you know, one in three chance of potentially going home. I mean, not to be too reductive, but like your chances of leaving are much higher when there are fewer competitors. Um, if there are more, then it might not be as much as a of, of a worry. Um, all that to say, though, every time you go up in an elimination bake is an opportunity for you to lose. So statistically speaking, no, like having safety is incredible. Um, I think I think it'd be more important than just having an opportunity to practice inside of the kitchen. But then I've had a lot of opportunities to practice in the kitchen. You know, no, I, I know it sounds like I'm waffling here, but if you're a trained baker, like all of these teams are, 
yeah, kitchens have differences, but I don't think it's going to take you so many reps to be like, no, this is how the kitchen works. It's not like Steph and Cherry made a bad cake. They made an amazing cake. They just went down the wrong path. Mm. Um, So yeah, I I don't think it's the, in talking it out, I don't think it's the double-edged sword that um, sort of originally mentioned. Like I'd much rather have safety than um, a chance to cook in the kitchen again. I mean, season one had a number of opportunities where people got the clue and then it just like either didn't help or I don't know if there's specific ans- uh, instances where it torpedoed them. To, to sum it up, yeah, it's way better to have, um, it's it, it's way better to um, have safety. Re- rest up and get through the next round. Well, yeah. What do you think it does for teams from a, yeah, from a mental standpoint? Like, do you think... Uh, I mean, obviously, Steph and Cherry didn't make it all the way, but do you think having yeah. one less time where your adrenaline is going is is helpful, like from a from an endurance standpoint, from a mental endurance standpoint? I think, I think having the safety and having one less time under the lights, under the knife, so to speak, is a benefit, and not having it is a detriment. Yeah, there is yeah. also such a thing too as just regression to the mean uh to where you know mm-hmm. five in a row is amazing but eventually the the law of averages is going to catch up with you and mm. you're gonna you're going to start slipping down to what will be your true average if you do it a hundred times or a thousand times it's not yeah. you know you're not looking at a hundred you're looking at you know 60 percent 70 percent 50 percent whatever that whatever that percentage is the more you do it uh the closer you're going to get to whatever your true accuracy percentage is or efficiency percentage or whatever it is you're measuring right with the caveat for this show being that one of those times might be the time you don't get any more statistic points because that's what sends you home right mm-hmm. and you look like, at someone and like, you look at when people go home on any show like if someone goes home in the first week and then America gets the perception, oh, well, they're terrible. But if we'd seen them compete every other week, they may have nailed every other week. Right. Like if Davion had gotten the cakes, you know. Yeah. He's amazing at cakes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I I really want to see what Davion and, 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 and Donovan put out in, uh, like in, in, in yeah. their respective vagaries. Because, yeah, they, yeah, they had... Like and and it's said in every reality cooking show, they had more to show us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I hope we get to talk to Donovan at some point. We haven't given him already. Uh, Christine, what do you think? I think both of you have probably more reasonable metrics and rubrics for like understanding this kind of thing than I do because a few moments later, <laughs> creative wind spirit sort of like I don't have any like. <laughs> Like, I got good <laughs> grades, but I don't really have any, like, quantifiable knowledge in anything. Three hours later. As I've gotten older and older, like, just learning the incredible uh, diversity of humanity and, like, 
how our brains work and we're like just starting to understand some aspects of that. Six and a half hours later. Wow, sorry. Um, I didn't mean to get into like the nature of humanity. <laughs> um, Steph and Cherry will do that to you. I know. They had it's me just... questioning some things at the end of this. I was like, why, why even statistics? Why even why even metrics anything anything can happen it's it's chaos yeah there's so many variables <laughs> all the time okay so brandon who do you have going all the way who's gonna win the big one yes and amber i ever since that ever since that cutout cake uh, yeah like i've i've not been able to see them through anything but rose tinted glasses pun intended <laughs> um, they are incredibly uh, impressive and they have they have those three pillars and spades and they've they've shown it so um, so yeah i agree like i think just flipped that i think it's going to come down to amber and yaz and t and fatty and i have also flipped my prediction from the beginning which is i thought amber and yaz would win and t and fatty would be in second but now i think it's the other way around but like Amber and Yaz are the queens of execution. Like they, when they do it right, which is most of the time, like as far as execution, I mean, like 99% of the time it is perfection or beyond. I would yeah. say tea is... and fatty execution is incredible. Usually um, their sleuthing is pretty good. I think it's gotten better. I think that they're, creativity and thinking outside the box is uh, you know unique and yeah I think that's, that's why I feel like uh they have a very good chance of delivering you know something that maybe the judges might not have seen before so yeah I mean that's a good point is it going to come down to a double decker brownie making team or is it going to be the one that put out a cake that was indistinguishable from the confectionators <laughs> outputs. I think we are forgetting a very important precedent that has been set mm -hmm. by the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous. Because when Kirsten Dunst went to the statewide beauty pageant and every other contestant ate bad oysters she won the Minnesota statewide beauty pageant because she did not eat the bad oysters or shellfish, whatever it was. Does not matter. Yeah. So if, say, the Final Four have some sort of outing at a raw sushi bar and there's some sort of bad fish, guess who wins? Ride or die crew forever. We're back. Yeah. Yep. We're back in business. We would win by default. The two greatest you know, words I, in the English language. Default. Default. <laughs> default. You know, that I thought that was going to be how we do so it. much worse. I, I really thought you were going to suggest that Yas and Amber explode in a in a float accident. On a swan. And that would allow, yeah, a blow, like they're going to get, or like a... Um, a light fixture was going to smash on them and that allowed Steph and Cherry to come back. Believe me, I, I would love for them to be able to like go through last chance kitchen or something and, <laughs> and show up. But like, believe you me, 
here's a question I would like to posit to you. Because um, it was speculated early on in, in, in Crumb Shoes, and I thought it was going to happen too, that sometime after the Moiger, the prize of safety bake um, straight on through to the next round was going oh, to yeah. be was going to be eliminated and they haven't they haven't done that yeah but for the semifinals it feels like that's something that could happen do you think they're going to take away the prize of of moving on to the finals uh for the next episode i'll say 70 percent yes I, I i think there's a chance they'll keep it but I think you're probably right um, that now would be a good time for them to, to take it away. Yeah, like, doesn't make that much sense going into this, yeah, yeah. Uh, to keep it. So, and yeah, I'm surprised that they kept it for so long. Like, yeah, at the beginning of the season, I thought it would be gone after the merger, the moisture. Um, but uh, yeah, it's hard to imagine them still having it in the semis. But I've enjoyed it. I've had no problem with it. Yeah, I think no, it's it's, it makes sense. And it, and it, 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 it made a much clearer delineation between the two rounds and what they meant. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it made that like one less team as a chance to lose made it, made the, the gravitas of mm. the, of the elimination bakes that much stronger. It was an, it was an excellent move. I thought from season one where those extra clues were like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about it from the standpoint of like, yeah, you were people in the elimination bank makes it more compelling. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, going to be close. Oh my God. <laughs> Fashion corner. Brandon, is there anything you'd like to start with? Uh, Christy was wearing like a, like, like a forest green lipstick. Uh, and I, I thought it was a it. bold choice that absolutely worked. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So fabulous. Yeah, um, I wrote down Joel looks like an Abercrombie cutout. <laughs> like, I, I like, didn't even notice like... his clothes in this one, but I feel like he always does. I don't know. You what know, did he wear in this one? Denim, something with denim. denim. You, you could probably bring a, a good perspective to the men's clothing that I might not have. I don't know. <laughs> Without getting like too, I guess, like sociopolitical about it, like... <laughs> Like Curtis Stone just gets to show up in like a button down and a blazer and be like, oh, look at him. He's just like so dynamic. And Joel <laughs> shows up in something that like that you might consider wearing if you were trying to like be the non-noticed person in like a heist. Like the face wears it. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh man, we have this one. And this one's just like, if you just want to blend into the background, just wear <gasps> some denim and like a nondescript gray shirt. Like he it felt like wardrobe wanted to make it look like someone was trying really hard to look like they weren't trying. And I mean, it, it looks good on him. I, Joel McHale I is a handsome like, man who could make a burlap yeah. sack work. But like, <laughs> yeah, he was wearing the most nondescript outfit yet. So much so yeah, that I felt like we had to didn't even notice. <laughs> Yeah, like it was like, oh, is he wearing something? I don't know. I only noticed his charm. I thought Curtis's outfit in this one was kind of fun. I thought it was giving like Miami Vice because he had like the, you know, the white jacket and like a black t-shirt or something. His hair was like the perfect blend of, I always notice short haircuts. That's all I notice on, on dudes. Cause like 
I have a short haircut. So like he had like the perfect blend of like random spikiness, but also some of it was kind of gathered in the front. I'm so jealous of all of the dude's hair on the show. <laughs> like I try so hard to Especially get Especially with Blaze on there this week. <laughs> Blaze, exactly. Oh, Blaze's hair is legendary. Yeah. I mean, let's not let's not lose sight of the fact that each of those guys probably has like a team of five for the hair. Oh, totes. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> yeah, if I had, you know, their their glam team doing my hair, I'm sure it would be equally, if not more, exciting. Because mine's pink. So <laughs> why don't you three dudes do that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, they're doing great. Um, but yeah, I loved Christy's lipstick. Fantastic. Also, she had, and I don't even know what to call it. It's kind of like overalls and kind of like a jumpsuit. She was wearing like I think a dark brown top underneath, and then like kind of a tan jumpsuit overall thing. And it was just very like sleek and cute. And I just loved it. And I don't know how to describe it. So that's good podcasting. Mm -hmm. Camille and Laisa had red stripes yeah. this time. Always rocking the stripes, yeah. but red this time. Yeah, I like, yeah. all together it was blue, white, and red for the, the French flag. So I thought that was... Oh, yeah, nice. Was, yeah. Cherry for the last, or the next to last, if it's a Kirsten Dunst in, in Drop Dead Gorgeous situation. Which it had, is. Had the cherry earrings, which I love when Cherry wears the cherry earrings. Yeah. Any, do you have any other notes before we proceed to the 30 minutes of Yolanda? That I have for, for the fashion corner. Okay, Yolanda. <laughs> oh my God. Were you getting like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz or was that just me? It was just very wholesome. It was, it's like a yellow patterned dress and yeah. it's very old fashioned, the sort of cut, like a very voluminous skirt. And um, and then she has like those sort of half cut sleeves, the uh, ruffles, like white ruffles under it. And like, she has this side braid and then lots of like tendrils of curly hair cascading down. Brandon, thoughts? I'll admit I wasn't getting the Dorothy vibes. I just remember it being like colorful, which yeah, great podcasting. Um, I, I described <laughs> it as like a lemon yellow. I thought... I thought the I thought the patterning on it like was specifically to look like lemon wedges or like a like a lemon pastry of some sort, and I'm and I'm fairly certain we commented this earlier that she was wearing some sort of like like high heel. It's like a strappy high heel. I do not notice oh, what, I, any of these things. You didn't even notice she was wearing a yellow dress. I yeah. If you had asked me, I. I know. <laughs> oh my god. People um, are either wearing clothes or not wearing clothes. And generally I speaking. I noticed that someone shows up not wearing clothes on this show. Okay, okay, that's fair. I noticed the cake was blurred out. That's what I noticed. <laughs> so the, cake was not wearing any, the cake was not wearing any clothes. Oh my God. The lemon yellow with the, with the high platform heels, which I don't think were red. Maybe I am because I only saw them for a second. So I might have imagined that. I thought it's totally possible. That That's it. Since we've been talking about like the difference in outfits because of the difference in timing between like seeing the contestants compete and people being there and then the talking head section, which we know happens yes. after, like it was a stark difference between outfits for, for Yolanda. Yeah, I wonder what the timing of her talking heads. I don't was. know. And I think in Curtis's talking head, he might have been wearing the outfit that he wore in last week's hmm. Crunchy Kitchen. 
I thought he was wearing the exact same thing, but then like what he wears, like it works for him, but it's very nondescript, right? It's I like agree. brown, brown coat and uh, hair. I know he's wearing hair. He definitely he's wears hair on the show. Yeah. And he always has I mean, a like, boomerang. <laughs> you just, that's, that, 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 that's just imagination bias is what it is. Like, oh, he should have a boomerang, right? Yeah. <laughs> on a kangaroo um and he he is in fact a wallaby right (laughs) which i love watching a wallaby riding a kangaroo (laughs) no he's in the pouch idiot okay you know how australians work I'm sorry, crumb shoes who are listening. It's, you know, it's 1130. It, it's way past the time that I my Adderall wears off. And Tarsha, and, and, and I can't even say the names, Steph and Cherry. <laughs> so if I've said anything offensive against Australians, it may just be because I'm upset about the Steph and Cherry situation. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, uh... It'll be okay. Uh, Everybody's gonna eat bad oysters and they'll be right back in it. Brandon, do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Do you have any shows coming up or anything? Oh, um, thank you for asking. Uh kind of sort of Magic the Gathering the Show is an improv uh show that uh that I am in uh with an with an amazing cast. Uh basically uh yeah, if you if you're familiar with the game, basically we um play um a few rounds of the game live and each round is is uh, is improv we get to learn you know where these planeswalkers we create two new you know arch wizards basically you know what makes them tick why why are they at odds and what kind of people follow them you can google it magic gathering the show or facebook.com slash magic laughs um also and this is an exciting thing that i'm just happy to be part of there's going to be a show on Twitch on, I believe, 2MB Studios. And again, Google will get you there. And it's going to be called Titans of Twitch Wrestling, T-O-T-W. Um, for those who might be familiar, if there's a cross-section, it used to be called Quarantine Action Wrestling, and it was going on you know, during quarantine. Basically, a number of improvisers who didn't have any way to perform and were losing their minds created wrestling personas and would record bumps and whatnot. And then their matches would be simulated on um, WWE 2K12 or 2K20, whatever model was there with color commentary by a couple of um, my other improviser friends, Dennis Bruno. And I want to say Dave Thomas was one of the commentators and other people would come in and out. It was a very special creative thing that I missed out on. But it's now getting a reboot as t- uh, Titans of Twitch Wrestling, and I will have a character in it that I'm excited to develop and bounce ideas off of off of Nick Perez because he will have <laughs> a, a solid insight into the process. <laughs> um, that sounds awesome. Those both sound really cool. Um, yeah, uh, the Magic Show. I, I know you've done for a number of years, so uh, I. Uh... I, I highly recommend uh, if you're in the Boston area to, to seek that out because it, it sounds amazing. And I want to, I hope we can get up there one of these days and see. One. Yeah, that's so uh, fun. And then, but, and the wrestling thing, I, yeah, I'm hearing about for the first time. That sounds amazing. So, and, the, and that's on Twitch. So we'll all get to see it. 
So yeah, if you're in the Boston area, search the Magic Gathering show, and then for the the Twitch, what was the name of that? One more time. Uh, Titans of Twitch Wrestling. Okay, um, that's that should be enough to find it. Yeah, um, I'll look into it, but I believe it'll be on Two MB Studios. The digit two, letter M, letter B, as in too much bread. Do you have anything else you want? Uh, I think last week we forgot to plug oh. Sherry and Sally's Insta. You can find Sherry and Sally on Insta at the Gatto Shop underscore. So it's T H E G A T E A U X S H O P as in Peter, P as in Peter, E underscore. And then I also want to make sure we plug Cherry and Steph's Instagrams. You can find Cherry on Insta at Studio Snacks. And you can also find Steph on Insta at Stephanie Sue Unofficial. And that is spelled S T E P H A N I E H S U unofficial both of those you can find on insta and all four of them are all amazing including cherry and sally also like cherry's insta is just as incredible and hilarious and full of amazing cakes and (laughs) just creative and fun as you would expect so uh just a fond farewell for now to them until they come back (laughs) <laughs> which I'm sure will be soon. <laughs> Do you have anything yeah, else you want to add? They show. Just thank you again for for having me uh, on here. Um, I'm super happy to be your chief senior statistician and, yes. and your friend. Yes. And yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. We hope you'll continue thank to you. to be a part of uh, Power Team Studios, and we have more more things, and we'll we'll discuss more in the future. So. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Uh, yeah, we're <laughs> by far the longest we've ever recorded. We will be cutting at least half of this, I'm sure. But uh, but yeah, this has been great. All right, so Christine, what do we, how do we always? Nah. What? Wait. Oh. Um, Brandon, could I just um? Could you just let me take this with Christine for a second? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I'll just be, I'll just be, out, I'll just be out here. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll catch up with you later. Thanks, Christine. I, I know I'm supposed to throw it to you here to close the show or whatever, but um, I can't do that. What do you mean? Because. Once you close the show, once you say "crumbelievable," it, it, it's over. It's all over. The safety bakes, the ride or die crew, the saltine encrusted pies, everything. I just—I don't know if I can do it. Maybe it would be easier for you if you close the show. But how? How can I possibly say goodbye? 
you know how to do it. It was almost love. It was almost always. It was like a fairy tale. We live out you and I. And yes, some dreams come true. And yes, some dreams fall through. And yes, the time has come for us to say goodbye. Yes, some dreams come true. And yes, some dreams fall through. And yes, the time has come for us to say goodbye. Thank you, Steph and Cherry, for everything.